Amen. Matthew chapter 10. We're going to take a journey tonight to a very familiar portion of Scripture that I was drawn to. I had actually been studying and looking in a different direction and nothing seemed to materialize and I just stopped and put my Bible down and I just sat there for a few moments and the Lord spoke this to me, spoke this Scripture to me. And so I went to look at it and the rest is what you're going to hear tonight. Matthew chapter 10, I want to begin reading with verse number 5. He said, but these twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them saying, go not into the way of the Gentiles and into the way or into the city of Samaritans enter you not. But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely give. Provide neither gold nor silver nor brass in your purses, nor script for your journey. Neither two coats, neither shoes, nor yet staves, for the workman is worthy of his meat. And into whatsoever city or town you shall enter, inquire who in it is worthy, and there abide till you go thence. And when you come into a house, salute it. And if the house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it be not worthy, let your peace return to you. Verse 14 said, and whosoever shall not receive you, nor hear your words. When you depart on your way, or depart out of that house or city, shake off the dust of your feet. Verily I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah than in the day of judgment than for that city. Now, I know that most often our minds are attracted to certain things in this story. But I want to take you back and I want you to underscore certain words that I feel like are credible to what I want to speak to you about. Back in verse number 5, Jesus, the Bible says Jesus sent forth. Everybody say sent forth. And commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles, and into the city of the Samaritans enter you not, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And then again, he references that going in verse number 11. And he says, And there abide till you go thence. Very important. That this was not the end of their journey. This was just part of their journey. Everybody say it was just part of their journey. And so he tells them of things that would happen to them in their journey. Events that would take place. Things that would happen. And then he gave them some very important pertinent advice. I want to talk to you tonight from the subject 
being strong in broken places. And everybody said amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I am well aware tonight that there is much more in our text than we're going to explore. And for some, it may not even be the focus when you read this text. But there is a message that I have felt especially drawn to today that is for someone here tonight. I want to speak to all who have been visited by anxieties of loss or frustrations of failure or the pain of rejection. If you have ever experienced any of that in your life, I want to talk to you for a little while. I have come to understand this about humanity is that what many people have been through is still affecting them. What they have experienced in their past is not past. Many times things happen in life and we because of the sheer movement of time, are forced to go on with life, or go on in life, I should say, but we don't always go on with life. Many people are still being affected by the things that happened yesterday, or day before, or perhaps longer than that. And you say, well, how do you know that they are being affected by that? Because of the elements that are still resident in their life at this moment. This is what I have learned about life. Is that you can be past it, but not over it. And you can look at yourself tonight and consider yourself an overcomer. But the reality is that for many people, they are still dealing with the effects of what happened to them in their past. What you've been through in some ways is still affecting you. And I want to help you somehow tonight maybe get past that. It was Ernest Hemingway who said, life breaks all of us, but some of us are strong in those broken places. Somehow, I feel like that that was part of the message that Jesus was trying to get through to his disciples and prepare them for what was coming. For you see, if you live long enough in this life and if you attempt to do things in life and you even attempt to move forward in life, you are going to encounter failure of some kind. You are going to find yourself broken along the way. Things are not going to always work out the way that we had anticipated them. 
It's called failure. And all of us have experienced it. I don't know really of anybody in this room tonight that has not drank from that bitter cup at one point or other. It could have been a relationship. It could have been at work. It could have been in your health. It could have been some other aspect of life. But failure is something that all of us are familiar with. And I don't know of many people in life who are not extremely, uh, well, let me rephrase that. I, I don't know many people in which failure is not an extremely hard thing to cope with. That when you go through experiences and you go through things in life and it doesn't work out the way you thought it would or you anticipated it to work out, somehow there is something about that cup that is just too hard to swallow. And yet it happens to all of us. None of us are exempt from brokenness. None of us are exempt from heartbreak. None of us are exempt from uh, frustrations and failures and all of the other baggage that goes along with life. And I believe Jesus had a message for his disciples and he has one for you and I tonight. He sent his disciples on a mission They were to go and do and tell of his kingdom. They were to preach the gospel. They were to heal the sick. They were to cast out devils. They were to do ministry to people who were hurting. And they were to go into strange cities and go into strange environments. And when they came into that setting, there would be certain attitudes that would be reflected toward them and Jesus told them what to do when they came into those cities that you are to find the place and and in, inquire if it is worthy and if it is then you go in and you partake of their hospitality and you share the message that I have given you and you do the work that I've called you to do and he also told them what to expect That every house that you go into is not going to always be a welcome place. And that though you come with a good message and you come with a great purpose and you come with the right motive, you are not always going to be received. There is the possibility, Jesus said, that you're going to encounter trouble along the way. And so he said, when you come to that place in life, when you get to that that encounter or you have that rendezvous in life, I want to forewarn you. I want to tell you what to do when you encounter situations like that. And this is what he said, whosoever will not receive you, when you leave their house, then you shake the dust from under your feet, and you move on. Now, this was a symbolic act that every Jew would would be familiar with because it was customary 
that when a Jew passed through a Gentile territory, that when they crossed the border of that territory, they would stop momentarily and they would shake their feet so that they could symbolically remove whatever might have attached itself to them while they were in that heathen country. And so the Lord took something that was familiar to all of them and he elevated it to a higher level and he said, I, I want to teach you something about life and living and about frustrations and brokenness and when you encounter things that don't go the way that you wanted them to go or it doesn't turn out the way you envisioned it to turn out, then I, I want to give you an answer and I want to give you a remedy. I, I want to give you a solution to how to deal with that kind of situation. Certainly this was a testimony when this happened against the house that rejected them, and that in itself is a message, and maybe I'll preach that Sunday, I don't know. But certainly this shaking the dust off was a testimony against that house that had rejected them. And the word of judgment was upon them because they had not received the kindness and the mercy and the grace of God. But more so even than that, I am convinced tonight that it was a testimony of their future, of their destiny, of their direction. It was a witness of what their life would be made of. They were out of the city, so to speak, or they were out of that hostile environment, or they were out of that bad situation but Jesus said there remains an element attached to you that you need to get rid of. And you may, be, you may be out of it tonight, but it may not be out of you. Amen. Are you with me? And so Jesus said, here's what you do. When you come out of that house that you've been rejected in, when you come out of that situation where you have been broken, when you come out of that situation where you have been frustrated and you, you have been hurt or you have been rejected, I have a remedy, I have an answer, this is your solution. Here is a testimony about not only my judgment on them, but my word for you and your future. Here is a testimony of what is to come in your life. And so I want to make it clear that when you come out of that situation, it is important that you get rid of everything that is attached to that situation. It's a clear message on how they were to deal with these experiences in their life and how they were to handle not rudeness. This was not a rude statement but a, a statement of purpose on the behalf of those who were doing the work of God. It was simply this, that no matter what happens to me, number one, I've got to keep going because I have a purpose. I have a mission. I can't let this setback stop me. I can't let this brokenness 
be the, be the end of my life. I can't throw up my hands in despair and say I have failed. Failure is not final unless you give up. And so no matter what happens to you, you have to keep going. You have to keep moving forward. There's something more when you go hence that prophesies that this is not just one This is not the totality of the journey. This is only part of the journey. And so God sent me to tell somebody here tonight that's going through part of your journey that's not too too exciting. It's not too enjoyable. As a matter of fact, it's very painful because in that part of your journey you're in right now, you're having to deal with rejection and failure and hurt and all the other stuff that goes with it and the baggage that comes along. And Jesus said it's so important that you understand what to do when you come out of that kind of situation. The quicker you can get rid of it, the quicker you can let it go, the better off you are. Don't take it with you to the next place. Amen. Don't allow rejection to bring the wrong reaction out of your life. Amen. Are you listening to me tonight? Are you looking at, would you just listen, turn your ears on, turn your phone off, turn your ears on and hear what I'm trying to say to you tonight? Don't allow rejection to bring the wrong reaction from your life. Your spiritual destiny is not affected by this failure. This is not the end of your life. This is not this setback or this pain or this brokenness is not going to be the end of your life. It's just part of your life. Amen. There's life beyond This must not hinder your progress. There are encounters and experiences of life that will happen to all of us that are none to be enjoyed. There are encounters in life that are less than perfect. When we come out of them, we feel like we have been dirtied. We feel like we have been soiled. We feel like we have a weight on us. Our hearts are heavy. Our minds are, 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 are darkened. Life is not always peace and joy. It's not always as we would want it to be. But Jesus said, that doesn't mean that your journey is over. There are experiences that come to life that can affect us far into the future if we are not careful. And Jesus said, I just want to give you an answer for that. I want to tell you what to do when you find yourself in places like that. And he gave them some very powerful things to think about and consider that we need to visit tonight. Number one, how we deal with our failures and our frustrations are just as important as what the, uh, the fact that we had to go through it, how we deal with them, how we handle them is extremely critical. How we deal with them is vital. What happens to us is not as important as what comes out of us in times like that. In Matthew chapter 15, I think it's verse 11, Jesus was talking about It is not what comes into a man that defiles him. 
You cannot stop what comes into life. That's not what defiles you. It's not what happens to you. It's not that you go through a, a breakup or you go through a, 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 a fallout or you go through a fight or you go through a hard place or you go through a breakdown. That is not what is important. What is important is that there's life beyond that, that this is not the end. And he said, it's not what comes into a man that defiles him, but it's what comes out of him. It's what he allows that thing to do to him. It's what he says about life. It's the attitude that he takes toward life. It's the way he lives the rest of his journey that is so very important. And so our reaction to life, as we've got to be careful and. I've seen people go through church problems and, 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 and they become so bitter that nobody can reach them. And I'm preaching to somebody here tonight that's been through some church problems. And the last thing you need to let happen to you is allow that seed of, or root of bitterness to get down in your heart. Because it's not going to help you and it's not going to hurt them. Do you understand that? That bitterness doesn't hurt the person that you're bitter against. All it does is hurt you. It's not going to help you to hang on to some of that. So you say, well, it was wrong what they did to me. I understand that. Jesus understood that. That wrong things are going to happen in life. That people are going to react to you differently than you anticipated. That you could be doing the right thing and still get the wrong reaction from people you could be doing the best that you could and still wind up on the short end of the stick but you can't let those things determine your reaction to life the reaction jesus said is this you got to step outside that house you got to step outside that experience You've got to remove yourself from that thing that you have gone through and take a moment and shake that dust. Don't you say, well, Brother Hughes, it's not really that much. I don't care. He said dust. What's dust? I mean, we're not talking about rocks and gravel. We're talking about dust. He said, don't even let that stay attached to you. Because dust will defile. And dust will cause to come out of you things that you say, Oh, I'd never do that. I'd never say that. I'd never act that way. I'd never think that way. And then the next thing you know, I'm acting that way. I'm thinking that way. We've got to be careful. What happens to us is not as important as what comes out of us. Our reaction. Our attitude. Amen. You know, there, there's, I, I, feel, I, I feel powerless sometimes to help some people because of all that they've been through and all the stuff that they've carried with them. They've not shaken anything off through life. And so they come in and they've got all this stuff on them and they don't understand why things work slowly, that, why things don't work fluidly, and, and why somebody, you, you can use a computer uh, analogy somebody said well my computer kept shutting down and when they went to check it they found that the little fan motor on the back had been sucking in dust and particles for weeks and months and all of a sudden that 
accumulation of stuff began to make it work slower and, and heat overheat and it would shut down and it wouldn't, wouldn't work properly. Now, it's not going to completely destroy it necessarily. It's just going to do away with its usefulness. And sometimes I've figured this out about the devil. He doesn't have to make me bad if he can just make me useless to the kingdom. If he can get me so diverted with I've got so much baggage that I'm carrying around with me. I've got these attitudes and I've got this reaction that when people try to love me, I, I'm like a, a, a cornered rabid dog. I want to bite and chew on them. I want to take a leg off. Something is not wrong with them. Something is wrong with me. Amen. And so Jesus said, you're going to go through some cities and some things are going to happen to you that you're going to be shocked at. People are going to hear you. They're going to listen and then they're going to reject everything you say. And your reaction, your attitude, your words, what you say, your actions are going to be so important. Amen. Experiences like these can check our lives and foster hardness and they can make life brittle and they can make us mean and miserable. Some of the meanest people I've ever run into are spirit, so-called spirit-filled people. Amen. That's been through a lot of stuff, but they've never gotten past it. They've been through it, but they didn't get over it. And so it, it fosters this hardness and it makes life unbearable for them and for others. Amen. Amen. What I'm preaching or trying to preach or teach tonight is that there's some things that you could do tonight that would help bring some peace in your life and other people's lives if you would just shake some things loose that don't need to go on with you the rest of your journey. Amen. They don't need to be following in your wake, talking to you in your private hours of what all went on back there. Jesus said, it's done. Move away and on. Amen. It's over. Mark it as over and move on. But don't allow it to stop you. The process of leaving the past and embracing the future is so critical to all of us because He called us to go on. He did not call us to come to a point in life where we become frustrated and angry and bitter and we want to we throw in the towel. He said, you've got to step away from that and you've got to shake that stuff away from your life and move on and with His words... He showed them how to carry on when failure happens or when you even fail. Don't fear failure. Hear me tonight. Fear not going on. Amen. Don't fear failure. Fear not going on. You say, what do you mean by that? I simply this. I've seen a lot of people that have gone through experiences where they have failed or failure has been, it, it, it has been experienced in their life and that's as far as they go emotionally, 
mentally, spiritually. Now, their bodies keep traveling, but attached to that body are the things that happen back there that they've not been able or willing to let go of. And Jesus said the remedy, the answer is so simple. You've just got to shake it loose. You've got to let it go. His words show them how to carry on when failure happens. Don't fear your failure, but fear not going on. Failure can teach us or failures can destroy us depending on how we react or respond to them. It's what we do with our failures that makes for frustration or for furtherment of our life. Whatever we allow to happen to us through our failures is what really matters. Amen. This is what I've learned from this text tonight. Number one, the simple message of this text is this, that failures will happen. Amen. Failures will happen. It is the possibility, a real possibility for everybody in this building. Number two, failures will happen to the best people. These were the chosen ones. These weren't the backslidden ones. These weren't the cold ones. These weren't the half-hearted ones. These were the committed ones. Those who had given themselves to his ministry, it happened to them. It happens to the best people. There were those who were chosen, who were were being told that you're being sent on a mission and it's not always going to turn out the way that you envision it to turn out. The third thing This message teaches me is that failures happen when we're doing something important. Sometimes failures happen when we're doing everything in our power to serve Him. They still happen. Somebody said, well, I could understand it if I wasn't trying to live for God, but I'm trying my very best. Trying your best does not make you immune to failure. Trying your best does not make you exempt from brokenness. Even though you are going in His name, and they went in His name, that did not insulate them from people rejecting them. Having the right purpose and the right motive does not exempt you from the possibility that you will experience failure in your life. But this has to do not with what's happening to them as much as what The future holds. You see, what he was trying to teach them is that this is just part of the journey. It's not the end. This is one house, but it's not all of the houses. And it's not the way it's always going to be. So the way you deal with it is shake the dust off and move on. Your destiny is still before you. They were going somewhere. They had a future that was not going to be flawed by failure, no matter how disappointing or bitter they were. Your destiny and my destiny is not destroyed because of failure. Amen. He spoke of dust. Everybody say dust. Dust. 
How insignificant is dust? Now you say, well, it's not insignificant in my house. Well, I tell you, all of you go home tonight and just check in the corners and crevices and see if there's not a little bit of it in, in your house. And that's why some people don't worry about it. Because it's everywhere. And it's just dust. You say, what's the big deal? Why are you taking a whole Wednesday night just to talk about dust? Because little things are what make big differences in our spiritual destiny. It was the little fox that spoiled the vine. You know what was interesting about that when I studied that? Is that a little fox was not tall enough to reach the grapes. And yet they were able to spoil the vine. And how did they spoil the vine? They spoiled the vine by continually jumping to get the fruit. But though they could never reach the fruit, when their claws came down, they scraped the root. They scraped the stalk. And they continually did that until they had so lacerated the stalk and the root system that it began to die. That's how life is. It's not the big things that derail people. It's the little stuff that pops up and it just keeps coming back. And the little aggravations and the little annoyances and Jesus was trying to tell somebody that it may seem like a little thing at the moment, but if you let it hang on in your life, it will cause you big problems. There's no such thing as a little bit of bitterness. None. There's no such thing. as The Bible says that the root of bitterness, not the fruit, not the stalk, not the leaves, not the branches, but the root of bitterness defiles. Just a little bit is bad. Amen. Sometimes we have to stop along life's journey and realize that there's some things that need to go. What may seem of less consequence or worthless than a pinch of dust. What, what's so much to get worked up over? You can pick it up in your hands and the wind will blow it away. And yet it was that very thing that Jesus made a point of saying you need to get rid of. Though small enough as it is. It can accumulate. And you know what? Dust storms have caused a lot of havoc in our world. I read today where dust storms on many occasions have shut down interstate highways completely. I read today that over England for a 24-hour period, the only time in the history of English aviation that airspace was shut down, all airspace over England was shut down because of an atomic dust storm. You say, it doesn't matter. Oh, it does matter. Little things do matter. Amen. They get in your heart and they stay in the wrong place. And before long, they're showing themselves in wrong ways. Where you and I are going, we don't need to take that kind of stuff with us. And that's what Jesus was trying to tell them. This is not the end of your journey. This is just part of your journey. So don't get stuck here. Let's move on. And when you move on, you don't need to bring this with you. 
Can I tell somebody here tonight that it's about time for some of you to let some stuff go? Don't bring it any further along in your journey. Don't talk about it anymore. Don't think about it anymore. Don't worry over it anymore. Your worry's not going to change it, and your talking about it isn't going to make it go away. And it's not going to solve it. He didn't give an answer, an explanation as to why they rejected. There was no reason. Why would anybody reject mercy? Why would anybody turn their back on the truth? That Why would anybody turn away from healing? And yet there were people who did. Jesus said, don't let that stop you. You just go on, I'll take care of them. You've got something you've got to still do. Move on, move on, move on. Where you're going, you don't need to take that with you. You don't need any remnants hanging on to you for your future life. Amen. And so here's what I'm going to close with. Here is how you become strong in broken places. Number one, don't let little things, don't let little things get you down. Amen. Don't let little things. And when I say little things, it's usually just a little thought. That starts working on our mind. And the next thing you know we're a worried wart. And we're making that of everybody around. Just one little thing. Just one little thought. Do you know how many thoughts that a human has on a daily basis? How many thousands of thoughts that a human being. All of us. Even the, the smartest and the slowest among us. There are Thousands upon thousands, tens of thousands of thoughts that go through your mind every day. And we're going to get hung up on one. We're going to get sidetracked over one thought. Come on, folks. Your life's bigger than that one thought. Your life's bigger than that one experience. Your life is not that one experience. God said there's a future for you. Come on, let's go to that future. Let's not drag this stuff along with us. Leave it behind. You don't need it where you're going. And it won't make any difference where you're going. Amen. Number two, remember that these things only tell us where we've been. But they don't tell where we're going. Dust tells where you've been, but not where you're going. And your life is not to be defined simply by where you've been, but by where you're going. Amen. 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 Your life. Is not to be defined simply by where you've been or what you've experienced or the hurt or the rejection or the loss or whatever it may be. And I'm not making light of any of that. But all of that stuff that you've been through and all the bad things that have happened to you, we've not always made the best or the right decisions that need to be. But in spite of all of that, my life is not going to be defined simply by where I've been, but where I'm going. Number three, you cannot live life without this happening. So you might as well get over it. 
I hate to bust that balloon, but there's no such thing as a happy ever after. Amen. There's happiness after, but not always ever after, (laughs) if that makes sense. Sometimes there's a few tears along the way. Sometimes there's some brokenness. Sometimes there's some heartbreak. Sometimes there's some pain. Sometimes there's some suffering. You cannot live life without it happening to you. Amen. But this is what I want to close with. You've got places to go. Listen to me. You've got places to go and things to experience that will have their own challenges. Don't bring any extra baggage with you along the way. Amen. You see, it's not the one thing that causes a person to trip. It's that one thing added with another thing added with another thing added with another thing. It is that accumulation of stuff that we carry with us through the years. We feel like we have to because it's ours. No, it's not mine. It's what I went through, but it's not mine. It's what I went through, but it's not me. Amen. You say, well, I I did this wrong. You may have done that wrong, but that doesn't have to define you. You can move beyond your failures. You can shake the dust off and make up in your mind. You know what? God said, I have a future and a purpose, and I am going that direction. I will not let this hinder my progress. Amen. I wonder tonight what has tried to attach itself to your life that you need to shake off tonight. Bitterness, hardness, feelings of unfairness of life or whatever else might be coming along. What is it that you need to take a moment tonight and say, you know what, I don't need to keep dragging that with me where I'm going. Amen. I plan on going further than the house of failure. Amen. I plan on living beyond the house of failure. Anybody here tonight listening to me? I plan on going beyond. I'm not going to keep rehashing all that. I'm not going to keep dragging it up into the present. I'm not going to keep letting it hang on to me so that every time I want to worship God, it reaches up and taps me on the shoulder and reminds me of where I was. I'm sick of where I was. I'm looking for a future that has God's handprint on it. I'm looking for a future that's full of God's promise and full of God's purpose. And I'm not going to let what's happened back there keep me from going to what is out there. Let's stand together.